Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. And a very good morning from England, wherever you are in the world, late tea time potters. Hope you're well, hope you enjoyed round one of the Masters. And uh, things have changed, but things haven't changed, really. We talked uh, yesterday about the cream rising to the top in the uh, Masters. And uh, the top end of the leaderboard looks pretty strong with Victor Hovland, um, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka all tied at seven under after round one. Cam Young on five under. Jason Day's there as well. There's some big names towards the top end of the leaderboard. And uh, round two is going to be very interesting indeed. The prices. Um, well, Scotty Scheffler, he remains favourite to win the Masters, 13 to 2. John Rahm uh, on his heels, 9 to 1. And then it's out to Zander Schaffele, 22 to 1. Jordan Spieth is 22s as well, as is Rory McIlroy, who didn't get off to a storming start. Um, but it's James and it's Matt back with you for round two. And how did you enjoy round one, Matt? Yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, I'm slightly gutted that... The, the final action was sort of Rory McIlroy clinging onto the to the leaderboard like a sort of a Frank Spencer holding onto a bus flying around a, a 1970s town centre. But um, but he did. He was on his roller skates and he he, he did kind of hold on as long as he could. I think there was a, there was a putt late on on the 18th. I think if he'd finished one over a, a sort of 12 foot par putt, if, there would have been a bit of a shoulder slump if he'd um, if he'd not drained that. I mean, I think if we're being brutally honest. He's probably out of it already, but but the flip side of that is he's a he's a genuinely special player. So special players can overhaul things. But um, here's a stat for you: in the 21st century, every winner of the Masters was tied 15th or better at this stage, except for one fella, and that was Tiger Woods who overcame it. So pretty much you've got to be on the first page of the leaderboard or one of the golfing gods um, to, to to get a green jacket from this situation. Um, so I mean, if Rory did it, he'd it, it, it join 
he joined the great. You know, he he, he definitely rubber stamp his position as a great, but um, but he's up against it, um, and it not just because he's not on that front page of the leaderboard, as you suggested. Uh, that leaderboard is actually jam-packed with with superstar golfers. And the highlight of the day uh, pretty much was the fact that John Rahm got a double bogey on the first and played the next 17 holes in nine under par. And uh, yeah. there was a little look of... I kind of got the impression he was even a little bit impressed with himself. Kind of like, <laughs> he, he was kind of just like like a sort of kid who's impressed everybody at school. He, he was quite sort of bashfully proud of himself coming off 18, I thought. And with good reason, it was a brilliant round. Um, we mentioned, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Chris Kirk yesterday had him at 150 yeah. to one. I was watching him early on, and then sometimes we forget, Matt, that these guys have nerves sometimes. And he got off to a dreadful start, yeah. um, double bogeyed the second, I think, and uh, looked a little bit jittery, but he really did put the wheels back on, and he's still very much in contention. And yeah, maybe sometimes we do underestimate the fact that it is the Masters and it's big for the players too. Yes, and I think there's 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 two things with that. One, yeah, definitely there are there are nerves, and he did have them. And I was like, oh, what, you know, they're there. What am I doing, blithering on about some bloke who's just going to make an absolute mess of the the early part of the round? And then, like you say, he he really got into it, and the form he's shown all year really came to the fore. A bit of a pity he dropped a shot on the last actually because he'd been in a really really neat position. But I the think there's also shot to the par five. There was a par five in the um, back nine where he absolutely laced it, and nearly went in. Uh, yeah. and uh, left himself with an absolute uh, gimme for the, uh, the the eagle. Yeah, so, I mean, it's great stuff. But, um, he's got, uh, hopefully, he'll give us a great run for our money over the over the weekend. Um, a fantastic story if nobody if nobody knows about him as well. I mean, uh, he's um, He had to take time off from the game a couple of years ago with uh, alcohol and depression issues, and uh, he's really bounced back, and uh, it seems like his life's in a really good place, and his golf is kind of reflecting that. So it'd be a great story if he um, if he if he comes back at the weekend. Um, that, and another little thing that we it, it tends to be something I'm very sharp on, and I feel as if I've got myself a little bit fooled by it. And that is, I think high expectations are disastrous for golfers. And I think as hackers we know this because if you play if you finish off a round with a couple of good shots, you come back and you think, oh, the, you know, yeah. the next round got it nailed. And you're never more more likely to hit a bad score than when you think you're about to hit a, good, a bad score. And a little thing in the back of my mind was thinking, Rory McIlroy and Min Woo Lee are banging on about how great they're feeling coming in. But I kept saying to myself, no, 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 they're just, and it's, it's so difficult, the difference between riding the wave and just setting yeah. yourself up for a bit of a pratfall. And uh, I'm, I'm, a bit of me is kind of quite irritated that I didn't perhaps um, spots that they, they might have been uh, suffering from high expectations. Um, no so matter who you are, whatever level you're playing at, you've never really cracked golf, have you? And the, you no. know, as 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 amateurs, you think of your five iron that ended up two feet from the pin, and that makes you go back again to try to do it again. The next time you play the shot, you scuff it into the bunker, don't you? But um, and it's kind of that's an extreme because we're rubbish. But but the, the professional level is similar kind of vibe, isn't it? Really. I, I I I do tend to sort of keep my eye out for a fella who he's got a hat full of top five finishes at a course, and we all think as punters this guy's great, he's in great form. He's got a hat full of top five finishes at this course. He's great, and if he doesn't do very well, I often sort of eye him up the next week because I'm thinking yeah. to myself he's got himself in quite a, a cocky position there, and his his expectations have just been drawn a bit more realistic. 
and it becomes quite a dangerous proposition. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Well, Chris Kirk tied 17th. Colin Morikawa, my mate, he's up there th- minus three at the moment. And Victor Hovland, my other mate, leading the Masters as they go into round two. So I'm quite happy with life. Um, but obviously, we've had our um, picks ahead of the tournament. Now we're looking ahead to round two. Um, you mentioned before we pressed uh, go live, Shane Lowry. You'd, or- you'd already got on your betting slip, uh, Matt. Uh, you happy to have him? Yeah. Um, he, he. I thought he sounded really... Um, sort of realistic coming off. He was very happy with his his 68. Uh, noted that he'd he'd equaled his his course record at Augusta, uh, and just very sort of happy with with life. And he he's he's another one who he came away slightly irked from Augusta last year. He'd he he recognised that he'd felt comfortable at the weekend, but he'd also made a bit of a mistake early on in the fourth round, and so he was coming back with those expectations a little bit more realistic. And I think that probably helped him a little bit, but I'm yeah. just slightly surprised. And to be honest, he's not the only one on that, in that betting. He's, he's still available at 40 to one. And I, I think that's really quite surprising. So if mm. you don't have him, um, I, I think he's, he's one to have a look at. So Shane Lowry, 40 to one, if you're not already on him, you mentioned as well, uh, Xander Schaffle's price, which surprises you too, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, again, he's exactly the same and he played, Great golf, got himself into contention yet again. He's tied sixth, and you only have to take a little glimpse at his record. I mean, he's he's finished second and third at Augusta. Um, on one of those occasions, he played um, uh, he played with Tiger Woods, so he's he's seen how to play, have the the golf course played the way it should be. Nine top tens um, and another six top twenties in twenty two majors. He knows exactly how to play major championship golf. The test like really suits him. Now, I can only believe that the reason why he's not shorter is, A, it's a packed leaderboard and a a stacked one with quality players, Uh, and then recognition that he hasn't yet, for all of those impressive, consistent returns in the majors, he's not yet won one. Um, But this is a guy who, you know, sort of, he he came away from Augusta, he was disappointed last year. Uh, He missed the cut and he rebounded with four wins and eight starts. Um, And... A fellow who can sort of produce that sort of golf, um, I think he's quite a threat, and I, I think he likes the golf course. And I'm slightly surprised you can still get him at that price. Another player that uh, we all liked, you mentioned him uh, yesterday, Dave Tyndall, who is uh, currently gallivanting around uh, Japan. Mentioned him last week as well. Jordan Spieth, you can get to twenty-two to one best price now. Um, he's on my betting slip. I know that much. Um, he looked all right yesterday as well. You know, he, he came back with, uh, you mentioned as well, you know, disappointment last year, coming back with kind of unfinished business kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was a, hat, a hat trick of players who rebounded brilliantly from disappointments. Uh, Justin Thomas did that because he, he left disappointed. I mentioned him shortly, but he bounced back to win the PGA Championship. Yeah. Uh, Shoffley got all those wins. Spieth won immediately and got a tartan jacket. Um, there was one point in the round when he, he was absolutely flying, and then he kind of 
did a couple of odd things. He he sort of popped his approach into the water on 11 and bounced back with a very, very good bogey. And then sort of, it all sort of happened weirdly in slow motion. He was in the pine straw, sort of that sort of neck of the woods where Phil Mickelson played his sensational uh, six iron close. But at that point, that was the final round when being bold was kind of like a, a much needed option. He was... And it was very odd. No, nobody on the commentary team quite picked up on the fact that Spieth was having a pop at the green from the pine straw. And I think Nick Felder even said, oh, it's got to be a layup. I think he was saying that because he was slightly surprised at the aggression of the shot that Spieth hit. And I remember thinking, oh, that's odd. He's sort of, he's popping it this side of the water, which of course is a very odd, you know, they normally lay back a long way. And then mm. the boulders sort of flew into the creek and he got himself a double bogey. And that's always kind of the threat with Jordan because he tends to do some slightly barking mad things. And um, uh, so dropping three shots on sort of 11, 12, 13, oddly he didn't drop them on 12 because, of course, that's famously where he lost. He lost the opportunity to defend the, the, the green jacket in 2016. Um, so there's a few there's a few bogeys around that in his mind, around that little stretch of the course. But otherwise, he bounced back pretty nicely. He's got himself into a nice position. And there is a very nice stat with him. Whenever he shoots an under par first round, he has finished top three at the Masters. And whenever he hasn't shot under par, he hasn't finished in the top 10. So, you know, if if that maintains, at the very least, we're going to we're gonna have an enjoyable weekend watching and seeing what he does. Yeah, good luck, Jordan Spieth. He's on most of our betting slips, isn't he? Um, anyway, the floor is yours, Matt Cooper, to take us through your best bets ahead of round two. Where are you going to take us uh, ahead of the uh, the next 18? Well, I'm, I, like I said, I, I, I think if you're not on Lowry, I kind of like the, the state of his mind and the state of his game. Uh, Xander Schoffele as well. But I, I really like, and just in top Thomas, you can get... Uh, 21 to 10 to win his second round three ball. Now he's up against a pretty classy pair, Cameron Young and John Rahm, um, who of course are sitting pretty pretty much at the top of the leaderboard, the pair of them. Um, now, um, the reason I quite like this is Justin Thomas is round yesterday, um, was his first sub 73 round of golf on Thursday at a Masters in April. He got a 66, wow. but it was in November. And for some yeah. reason, he was utterly flummoxed with how to play Thursday on a uh, on a, a, in April. And I mean, a little element of that might be that the course was a little bit softer. And Justin Rose was really fascinating. Actually, he said that he was a little bit like. Do you remember in November when they were saying that a lot of the experienced guys were really struggling because they were they were hitting the balls to areas where it didn't actually run out quite as much as it did in, in April. Yeah. And Justin Rose said something very similar last night. And he said he. I mean. It, we, we put him up for the first round and he basically came a shot out of getting us a place in that. So, I mean, it would have been a very yeah. well-divided place, but but it's interesting. I think he would have done just a little bit better because he looked a little bit hurt that, you know, he was he was popping chips and approaches into the ideal spot and they just weren't running out. So perhaps that helped Justin Thomas. But whatever, his record in on uh, Fridays is really quite good. He's had five consecutive uh, sub-70s in the second round. Uh, now, if he does that, First of all, it'll be that'll be nice business for Justin Thomas. But I'm sort of thinking John Rahm's going after flying through those 17 holes at nine under. Um, you know, a little bit of regression to mean might might hit for John Rahm, and equally for for Cameron Young, who I expected him to improve on his Augusta National record because he's only played two rounds there so far, and he hit 77 both times. So a player of his quality was always going to improve on that. Um, but 
I think Justin Thomas, the fact is his price as well, um, 21 to 10 is quite a big price for, for him, yeah. albeit against some pretty decent opposition. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking him in the third round uh, against his fellow contenders. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anything else before we uh, say adieu for another day? No, but I will just I will just toss a, an, another couple of little bits of information. As much as you love Victor Hovland, I would be a little bit wary at the moment. Oh, hit, careful, careful, Matt, he, careful. He hit, <laughs> he hit three pretty wild shots that he got away with. Um that um, if if that maintains, he might find himself getting into a bit of trouble. But on the plus side with him, he did say ahead of the tournament that his chipping has improved for Augusta. And there was one particular moment on the 14th when he had a very, very difficult shot. And he, what he explained was he, he he's learned a shot where he gets a lot of grip with the first bounce. And he was saying he's, he's landing it in the fringe and killing it, whereas previously he sort of clumsily just sort of threw it at the hole. And it was a brilliant chip, save par at 14, and made you think, yes, you know, golfers do tend to say, oh, I've got I've got something now. And actually, in reality, they maybe haven't. They're just hoping. And that kind of indicated that he has found something. So that's that's good news for him. Um, I was thinking with Victor, thing, just before we move on, I was thinking with Victor Hofland, he, he's a little bit of a scrambler sometimes. And when he's scrambling well, he's playing well. Um, sometimes yeah. he gets into bad positions and he can't quite rescue it. And that's where yeah. he disappears down the leaderboard. But if he can continue to scramble for three more rounds, he's he's definitely in contention. He is. I mean, that, um, the 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 fellows who have the technical know-how will say that he hits the ball so hard and at such an angle um, that with his long game, those two things are what make him very very good. But unlike other um, golfers, he he doesn't quite have the capacity to slightly change those angles slightly change the speed of the swing and also introduce soft hands into things. And as a consequence, he, he does end up being a little bit clumsy sometimes around the green. So like you say, when, when it's actually working and he's, he's got his, he's got his hands and his arms working, he's a, he's a threat. So um, on that basis, uh, yes, hopefully for, for your sake, then he's, he's going to maintain, but there was one other golfer and uh, who um, also claimed that his chipping has improved and that it had made him the better player he has been in the last year or so. And that was Max Homer. Uh, now, Max Homer's got a, a really quite dreadful record in the majors, and it's even worse at Augusta. He averaged 74.38 per lap coming into, into this year's tournament, and he got a one under par. It was a bit of a scrap to get it. 
Um, and to be honest, I I kept an eye out on him, and I, he, his chipping wasn't wasn't so great. So um, so if 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 you're looking for somebody to pose, he might he might be one. And, and the other person who I think is interesting is that was the first time Sam Burns has broken par in the first round of a major. Um, it was kind oh. of inevitable again because I mean there's a there's a fellow who is exceptionally good. It was inevitable that sooner or later he's going to start doing things. And the impressive thing with Sam Burns is he might never have done very much in the majors, but he very he got into a playoff in the World Golf Championship, uh, St Jude Invitational a couple of years ago, and won the match play last uh, last month. Uh, and it's good. those tournaments are going to be lost to the schedule shortly. It's going to be a bit of a disappointment because they've been quite good pointers for uh, slightly surprised major winners. Danny Willett played very well in those ahead of his his breakthrough. Charles Schwartz did as well. Uh, so when they drop off the schedule, it might be it might be some you know a couple of pointers might might be lost, and perhaps Sam Burns will be the last person to drop a few hints um, at, at those events. Looking forward to round two. Um, I was out last night. That's why we didn't do the uh, podcast last night. Uh, so we got up early to do it for you. Um, late tea time polish today. Um, but we will be with you later after round uh, two and to look ahead. To, well, who's missed the cut? Who's who's still in contention? And often with uh, this tournament, Matt, you mentioned the start. I think Dave's mentioned it before in previous years. Um, if you are out of contention going into kind of like the last 36 holes, it's very, very hard to get back, isn't it? I mean, you talked about Tiger being the only one to recover after round one. I mean, Rory's got the game to do that, hasn't he? If he has a 64, yeah. I think he can get himself back into contention. But um, generally speaking, whoever's towards the top end of the leaderboard, we're looking at those, aren't we, after this next round? We are, yes. I think after 36 holes in recent times, Charles Schwartz was tied 12th and pretty much, you know, um, the, the furthest guy back on the leaderboard. Um, the only thing that might be slightly different is there's, there's a curveball heading our way for the weekend or rather uh, like a particularly nasty spell of weather. Um, I, I don't think anybody's completely convinced about what's going to happen. Uh, there was a lot of chitter chatter last night on commentary that the bad weather was coming towards Augusta faster than they expected, which means that the good news is, is that Sunday should be fine. But we don't know to what extent everything will be mucked about today and tomorrow. So that's a bit up in the air. That might be good news for um, Rory going out early. If, but I mean, it's all dependent on whether that weather hits when it when it should. But it could impact the players who are out late today, which does include the likes of John Ram. Um, uh, yeah, but it's it an interesting one with Larry as well. He did have a little wry wry grin about this, but um, Sarah Sturt on uh, Sky did say to him, "If the weather, bad weather comes in, you, you, you've got quite a nice record in filthy weather." Um, referring, of course, to his breakthrough win as an amateur at the Irish Open and also his Open win yeah. at Portrush. And it, 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 again, he had, he had that little look. There was, was another sort of look of a sort of six-year-old who's just been just been told there's a couple of Easter eggs tucked behind his his pillow. Yeah, uh, that, that terrible place to tuck a an Easter egg. But um, but when, when she said that, he because he, he sort of said um, he, you almost felt like he knew that was the case, but then also had to admit he now lives most of the time in southern Florida where he doesn't encounter very much filthy weather. But um, but yes, I think um, it wouldn't be disastrous. Uh, and also, the, the other weird thing with Shane Larry is he actually claims to like Augusta when it's actually um, a little bit firmer. Yeah. Um, but 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 based on last last year's third and this year's nice start, 
Uh, I, I won't be too disappointed if he plays the weekend in um, Waterproofs. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. The weather maybe uh, plays a factor over the next uh, uh, well three rounds at the Masters. But Matt Cooper, thank you very much for joining me. I will see you again later after round two. And uh, late tea time pullers gamble responsibly out there. This has been a sports broadcast media production. And we'll see you, um, well, ahead of the last 36 holes. Enjoy round two, everybody. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.